at me i don't know you're supposed to start as love i know <laughs> it infuriates him to be pointed at yeah stop pointing at me well you know when you point there's three fingers sticking back at yourself there's actually yeah three. oh yeah you thought i was gonna say four <laughs> yeah for your fingers <laughs> great now now look what you did fantastic well welcome back to sophie's toys podcast now that uh, we're already arguing over just about everything Good. This is some good chemistry we've got going on. I feel like this is going to be a really good episode, guys. Thank you, listeners, for joining us again on Sophie's Toys Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Gabby. I was going to say, someone else talk. <laughs> I'm Nathan. <laughs> and I'm Sophie. And this is Sophie's Choice Murders and Mysteries. If you may have noticed, we have our first guest, friend of the pod. Yay, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Nathan. The person who brought, actually, we kind of established on the Q&A mini that Nathan kind of brought us all together. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You I lived at the glue. City Club. <laughs> yeah. You sent that guy to hit on me and Ari. You did not send in. He sent that guy to hit on me at the pool. I, I might have actually that time. <laughs> are you serious and serio you dog wow sick him boy gabby was gabby was single and in a bikini at a roof at a roof that pool. I, I was also boring at the time and not drinking and trying to live a, Ooh, not, not that that's bad that's not boring, bad but boring for me i was like i want to drink alcohol didn't but keep I, my not, flirting with you that's I was true. just having a conversation. Jeez. That is my favorite place that you've ever lived because one of the times, and it's the only time I've ever screenshot you, he sent me a snap and in his glasses, it said something normal. We were having a normal conversation. But oh, in the background of his glasses, you can see this fine ass peach of an ass in a thong swimsuit in the reflection of his glasses. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Nathan. And I like screenshotted and zoomed in. And Who I was, was like, it? Nice. No idea. Oh, it was just one of the, one a, of the girls. Right. What if she had a fine? Me? She had a fine ass hiney. It probably wasn't me. But she she was in a red bikini. I don't have a red bikini. She it wasn't me. She had a teeny weeny eedy beedy. Nope, just kidding. Yep. Little yellow red. polka dot bikini. <laughs> little red tidy. <laughs> little polka dot little white thong or not white red. Little red thong. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it at the time. That's so hilarious. Have pointed it out to me. So no, but literally, hilarious. like that. That's how that place was though for yeah. sure yeah. and then that's also where i met nolan so it's just a well, full good. circle mm -hmm. full circle met a lot of people there a lot of people that i would not have wanted to pursue a relationship with though i met a lot of people i didn't like there too that's <laughs> i'll just put that out there oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah who is that oh it's not red is it i don't it's know not me either <laughs> she has a nice butt <laughs> You, you going boating? <laughs> some booty Maybe in the, the back. Colombian girl. Colombian girl. And she she oh. said she only dated Hispanic people though. Yeah, sorry, you're out. You're yeah. too pasty. I'm sorry. Love you long time. Okay, so anyway, that's how we all met. Yeah, good times. <laughs> I good just times love at... this picture. Yeah, we're all looking at this girl's peach of a butt. Yeah, peach of a butt. <laughs> She's so nice and tan. 
Okay, anyway. So this episode, what uh, do you have for us? Okay, Sophie's Choice this week is one of our first Minnesota local stories, which I feel like boasting. Oh my god. Well, we boasted from the beginning that we were a Minnesota <laughs> local pod, but we haven't I haven't sure. done a single Minnesota case. <laughs> we just are here, okay? We're just in Minnesota. So this is our first. Minnesota. 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 Ew, he can stay there. What? Agreed. Wisconsin. Dahmer's right next door. Oh, yeah, like, we don't true. have a lot of serial killers here, you know? We have the Weepy Voice Shh. Killer. Okay, well, I don't guess give them mind. any ideas. We're about to find out, right? But I did ask a couple of our Minnesota local friends, obviously not you two because you're co-hosts, <laughs> yeah. to guest star, and Nathan is the one that pulled through. Yeah, yeah. Shame on you, Jared. I'm kidding. I mean, I could be a guest star if you really want me to. On, just... on your own We pod. still need yeah. to get Nolan, too. Yeah. On the pod. Yeah. Mm. No, no, he's always traveling. He's out of state right now. Yeah. He's in Idaho. Utaho. Utaho. Because is it me? Am I the ho? Now you are. <laughs> this podcast should have been called Three Hoes and a Microphone. Oh, that's probably already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Got three hoes and a microphone. And that's the theme song. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it had taken me two months to, uh, yeah, boasting a local Minnesota pod and not having couple, covered a single Minnesota case. So I thought this one would be perfect to have a guest star on for. And this one specifically because this one is a mystery and you lived in St. Paul for quite a while and that's where this one takes place. So, <gasps> St. Paul. Do you have any spooky experiences while living in St. Paul? Spooky? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Define spooky. Just... <laughs> <laughs> like right. there are tunnels under Anoka. Aren't no, there like tunnels know, under St. Paul or something? <laughs> oh, oh I mean, we've been in the tunnels in St. Paul. Nothing spooky? Oh, well, those, those are pretty spooky, I guess. That's kind of spooky. There's, there's one tunnel called Milk Truck that goes like what? a mile underground. Yeah, because there's a milk truck in it. And there's two milk trucks in it. And we go oh, to milk trucks and we smoked pot. What the fuck? Why are they cans. down there? Well, because uh, during in. the prohibition, they used them to traffic alcohol. Your milk man would drop off your booze during the prohibition. Mm-hmm. Your booze man. So <gasps> only so here nice. in Minneapolis, because in Minnesota, we were like a prohibition hub. People would come here to drink alcohol illegally, safely. Wow. Wow, mm-hmm. we're so safe. Well, I mean, okay. like like Al Capone and a bunch yeah. of mobsters would Whoa. come here and hang out okay. at our bars and stuff like that. So I don't know about safely. But wow. My grandparents partied in these exact same caves like 60 mm-hmm. years ago. We actually did a uh, uh, little bit of work on a house. So cool. In, I think it was near St. Paul, somewhere in between Minneapolis and St. Paul. But uh, we took off some of the siding and some of the skirting around the side of the house and found a bunch of old newspapers and booze bottles. Wait, were they full or were they empty? They were full, yeah. (laughs) They're like, it was like dirty and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm not touching those. (laughs) Score! Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so our story really intrigued me, mostly because I had never heard of it. But it is also a story of forbidden love. And doesn't that always pull everybody in, <laughs> Nathan? No. <laughs> Forbidden love. How original. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one's not as cute as Romeo and Juliet. No. Uh, okay. Anybody who thinks Romeo and Juliet's cute, I think is stupid. No, but that's forbidden love. Oh, because they were from at. Rival. Whatever. It's one of the original forbidden love stories. Yes. Yeah. Where a lot of those stories originate from. But it really, it, it wouldn't have been as romantic. Also, it wouldn't wouldn't have been as tragic 
if they would have just communicated better. And so I think that's the best, <laughs> that's the best lesson you can learn the from Romeo and Juliet. Communication, communication is important. and honest communication. Exactly. <laughs> I thought the lesson here was... And yeah. not only just the communication, but comprehension. Mm. Well, they're only four, they were only 14. They weren't fully cooked. But, 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 but if you communicate with somebody, they also need to comprehend what you're saying for it to be effective communication, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to two hot takes for preaching that. That's where I learned it. Thanks, Morgan. You're awesome. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fan. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. The story. I'm going to shut up now. Let's talk mysteries this week, guys, because Sophie's choice for today is the haunting of Four Paws Restaurant in St. Paul, Minnesota. Nathan, have you heard of this one? No. Mike, four? have you? Four Paws? Not four like paws. Four Paws. <laughs> It's French, so I'm sure it sounds like faux, oh, faux, faux pas. Faux pas. Faux pas. Well, or is it four? It's like four. P a u g h. Oh, oh, oh I Mike's, see. Four. Mike's googling the pronunciation, and we'll just four pas. Faux pas. Faux pas. Because it's not a faux pas; it's a four pas. It's f a u x. That one? No, no, no. F- no. F- Okay, that's different. A, yeah, I was like, I'm not a total moron. Right. I know that that's yeah. Really <laughs> I know how to spell. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, because that would have been a faux pas. Yeah. F- yeah. A faux pas is a socially embarrassing action or mistake. Right. And that that's what I thought. I was like, four paw. Four I was also thinking four paws, like four ability. Animals? Like oh, I was like thinking a, like dog. I was thinking dogs. Like I was like, is this a dog groomer? But then you said it's a restaurant. I was very He's just from Pennsylvania. He's not well, he could be French descended. I don't know. But. Okay. Could be Sorry. Dutch. I said I was gonna shut up and I didn't. <laughs> Let's get it. So taking us all the way back to the mid-1800s, everyone riding horses, getting carriages to get taken around. Americans are buying shit from catalogs. I mean, the fancy people. What's a least. car? Yeah, what yeah. is that? <laughs> horse horse shit what? in the streets. What did you say what year? Mid-1800s. Mid-1800s? Okay. Mm-hmm. And because our story takes place right after the Civil War, we are just entering, entering our second industrial revolution which means cities became the place to find jobs as factories were popping up all over urban areas. This sparked great change in most family dynamics as most people lived on farms during this time, living off of the land. But according to an insider article by Frank Otillo, from 1867 to 1920, more than 11 million people moved into cities. One family in particular, with whom our story today centers around, being one of these farmers turned city slickers, the Four Paws. From the top, the patriarch of the family, her face is so deadpan and Nathan's like laughing. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. You said from the top. Yeah. The make name. it drop. Yeah. That's a wop. Yeah. That's yeah. some wet ass pussy. Okay. The patriarch of our family that we're going to focus on today is Joseph Lindbrandt Forpaw, who was born in 1832 to parents William and Mary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's never stated specifically, and I couldn't really find why he also moved from the East Coast to the Midwest, but according to a St. Paul historical article by Christopher J. Keith, in 1958, Joseph moved to the heart of St. Paul, Minnesota, and quickly formed a dry goods store called Four Paw and Justice. My sources differ on the name, not that it's super important, but some state that it's called JL Four Paw and Company, but regardless of what it was truly called, the business was owned by our Joseph Four Paw quickly became very successful. In his store, Joseph provided much-needed goods to the local growing population, and his store grossing more than half a million dollars annually in sales 
1865. What's that in today's money? It's seven. Sorry, I got I got excited, overzealous. <laughs> it's four point seven million dollars today's money in one year. In one year, a tiny Damn. little dry goods store. Isn't that what an entrepreneur? Yeah, what a fucking guy. What's he selling in this store? Drugs. <laughs> flour sugar with drugs with drugs in it coke yeah. is mixed in with the flour yeah becoming one of the largest stores of its kind in the upper midwest this success allowed joseph to retire after only 10 years of being in the workforce here in minnesota at the tender age of 46. Wow. now i did want to note that they those... live that long <laughs> <laughs> with the horseshit in the streets did want to point out now that doesn't mean that's going to happen to all of you if you move to minnesota because it certainly didn't happen to me please don't move here i'm no, still waiting there's too many people here <laughs> so on october 19th of 1862 he married the supposed love of his life mary lanfear and only two years later they welcomed their first child a daughter who they also named mary two years later mary that's would give so birth. many marys you know hell the marys two years later mary would give birth to another girl named alice Taking a bit of a break, I guess it wouldn't be until six years after the birth of Alice that they would have another child, a son named William. Oh, original. I know. <laughs> Who was born in 1871? Do you want a sister? Four pa. Four pa. Told you. <laughs> Four pa. Mm -hmm. It's just a last name. What? It's yeah. not an actual word. I know. Like, we know otherwise. that. Otherwise. Yeah. What? Just I know a that. last name. It's their family name. Yeah. What did you think yeah. it was? Just looking for other history Four behind pa. it. For, oh. Um, he still thinks it's Faux No, I don't. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, a, a family of farmers. Yeah. Like 540 different families, and they were all farmers. Farmer, farmer, I was like, farmer. Was he not yeah. listening to the story? Did I? We are farmers. They should have been called the four paws. Like Googling the story the whole time, so he's been telling the same story. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the last name. Nathan's catching oh, Just the last name. What? I just yeah. know I that. that. Deal with, I always come with a lot of responses. I listen. Two years after William, they would have a little Joseph Jr. And in 1878, their youngest child, Edith, would be born. Backing up a touch, though, according to a Haunted House article, which you know for the mysteries, not really a lot of reliable sources here. But in 1870, as a show of his wealth and success, Joseph bought five separate lots in the Irvine. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan. Irvine? Pronunciation. Irvine? Irvine. 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 It's not Irvine. Okay. Irvine Park <laughs> Irvine. neighborhood. Irvine. Which back then, I guess, was home to some of the Twin Cities areas, more bougie and elite. Is it still to this day? I'd say so. Oh, is it really? I mean, not not like elite, but oh, bougie. Pretty, bougie? Pretty like bougie. rich people? Yeah. Oh, okay. There Now I think it's like saved. St. Paul has that historical homes preservation thing, right? Yeah. Where you can't like alter the homes that you buy in a specific area yeah. in St. Paul. They make them historical oh, sites. St. Yes. Paul okay. actually has horrible housing and building regulations. <laughs> apparently they can just like steal your building whenever they want and just like- Like your home? Your home too, but but like apartment buildings, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, the city of St. Paul can just be like, yeah, we're gonna like repossess your your building. You're done. What the fuck, why? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just cause like, I feel like it? It's like written to the which is why I try not to not to work in St. Paul. Uh, uh, oh God! They were just like really like your apartment building. Pack your shit up and get the fuck out because yeah, it's ours take now. Take everybody out of it. Oh we're gonna, God! We're take the building. Holy shit! Okay, well, only the truly hoity-toity lived in this neighborhood, I guess. Today it's near. I don't live there. Historic. <laughs> Today it's near historic downtown St. Paul. 
In the middle of these five now combined lots, Joseph had a grand mansion built for his, at the time, family of four to move into. It's described as being designed so each window looked out over the manicured grounds and beautiful gardens that surrounded it. Which I have to say to the people who wrote this, these articles, like, no shit, every window that looks out of your house, you're looking at the grounds. What There isn't like... No, like their land, their grounds, their gardens, their different... Their... You built right. it in the middle of five lots. What is it going to look out to? Well, I mean, <laughs> if there's a street out there, then you don't want to look at the street. You don't want to... It was just... It was built for viewing purposes. Rather than just for light to get into the building, it was built uh, to be able to look out. I thought that was the purpose of windows. That is. <laughs> looking no it can be for natural light it can be for fire regulations there's a lot of reasons why people have windows but uh, mike's just using his windows <laughs> i'm not designing these places i'm just telling you guys that it's not there's a lot of bad architecture out there that aren't like houses aren't always built oh okay to look out across somewhere and see a great yeah. view oh okay i thought it was just weirdly like typed i was like it's, you put your house right in the middle design thing they were, oh, okay. they were designing the architecture to focus specific oh. <laughs> aspects mm -hmm. like look at all my stuff oh but i was like you put the house right in the middle of your five lots like no shit it's gonna look out to the grounds and yeah gardens. and that was part of his plan part of his design <laughs> that's what he it says he had a plan he had a plan oh my god okay so by the end of 1870 joseph and mary oh man i just realized how biblical that is joseph and mary jesus jesus is that you <laughs> and their only two daughters at the time, moved into the sprawling three-story home at 276 South Exchange Street in St. Paul, Minnesota. He had had the home built in true elegant Victorian style and filled the broom with the highest quality and finely crafted room furnishings, complete with three full floors, which I guess was rare back then, <laughs> a basement, and beautifully landscaped grounds and gardens for his family. This extravagant home cost him in total $10,000 to build, which today is around 227000 and some change. Still would be cheap to build that oh house. yeah, I was like, oh god, Sounds right now in this economy. Yeah. In this economy. Uh, building supplies is just you would know astronomical high, astronomical. astronomically high. I don't think you could build a small house for less than that today. No. <laughs> Mike gave me a quick rough. A rough estimate, estimate. on a mini house. Yeah, on a, yeah. Literally mm. turning a shed into a home for me right well, now. Well, you had a you gave me a video of a design that was two stories still. Oh yeah, it was yeah, still yeah. like a mini house. Yeah, but I told you house. that everything plus all of the innards and everything that you wanted in there. Innards. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. I yeah. The guts. The, the guts. the guts of the house. The innards of the house. Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah. Okay. Along with what came <laughs> with fine living back then. Sorry, I lost my place. Joseph, of course, had to hire a full staff of servants to cater to the family's every need, one of them being a fine little lady named Molly, who was an immigrant from Ireland. According to a 2014 Seeks Ghost article, the young Irish girl was specifically hired as a serving maid to assist Mrs. Forpaw with anything and everything she might need. Molly was described as a natural beauty, although I really couldn't find a single photo or even a last name for this girl. Her looks, it said, that outshone her drab uniform and that she had a pleasant personality to go with it. It wasn't long before Joseph took notice of the young Irish girl, and in months that followed, he would find many little reasons to keep Molly around him. I think we all know where this is going. Yeah, just a little while longer. Like, I think you missed a spot on my crotch. It was noted by the other household staff that these two would often disappear into rooms in the mansion for hours at a time when Mrs. Forepaw was not at home, with the door shirt to be closed to prevent the view of prying eyes. Hours. Look at Nathan's face. I can't believe he's cheating on his wife. 
Oh, I thought you meant the hours part. I was Are like, really that's surprised? What do you mean hours? What do you mean you're surprised? They're having sex for hours? Yeah, and then you're tired and you take a nap. She's a servant, though. She can't just go out and take a nap. Oh, I'm sure they can. can, if they, can they can if the door is closed. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. After, Maybe they were playing chess. After, Naked. Yeah. Sure. On strip each chess. Exactly. Strip chess. <laughs> after the deed, who gets yep. dressed immediately and goes back to business? Me. Really? Oh. Get dressed, get out. Uh, <laughs> Your services are done. You just stay naked, hang out for a while. She's never even thought of this as an option. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that? I'm like, like, you just like, I'm like yeah, uh, do it and done and run? No, not me. Usually they have to go. Oh. Thank you for your services. Goodbye. Really? Uh, yeah. Goodbye. Actually, it depends on some... what stage of life I was at. Because before I, I used say... to be like, I wanted to always drive to them <laughs> when I get that 3 a.m. text. Because then I can leave whenever I want. Which is usually immediately. Uh, it's just, it, it, it has nothing to do with the sex and everything to do with the intimacy value of this, right? You just didn't. I like the dick, it. and then that's what I came for, and you I'll got, see you later. You got what you needed. I got what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> they got what they wanted too. It was a win win for everybody. But what if they wanted intimacy? Yeah, connection. What's that? Human get a connection. girlfriend. That's not what I'm there for. So they were working on. <laughs> Maybe find someone who's not as damaged. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now we know why they had, why the couple had a six-year break between the birth of Alice and William, huh? He's, what? He's sticking his dick in the wrong lady. But oh, also, I went back to the story. But also, good luck finding anybody. Does he have another cage that's not fully damaged? Oh, that makes me feel like a teeny tiny bit better. Oh, that's good. See, oh, yeah, that's everyone good. has, everyone has baggage. Everyone has stuff. They... Oh, God, don't we? Even people yeah. whose both of their parents love them? Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't. Sorry. She, she shouldn't. take a bite of a cookie, and then she put it down. That's what she wasn't supposed to do. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't think anybody would Even like your bite. If both of their parents love them, oh, I shouldn't do that. Wait. <laughs> Wrong thing. Wrong thing. Thank yeah. you. Thank you both for looking out. See, this is true friends. True, true friends right here. Get you some friends like that. Who will narrate your life on a podcast because you're not actually saying what you're doing. Specify that you're not wanting to neglect your child, right. but that you're eating a cookie. <laughs> yes. Even people who's bo- uh, who have two parents that love them have baggage. Oh, interesting. Okay. I was playing with... Pick up in Nathan the, was in playing. <laughs> Noob. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing with stuff this whole time. I know, and it's been... Plastic. I can hear it, and it's been picking up all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this like, these like, microphones like, are sensitive enough that like that one's really sensitive. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah stop. <laughs> You're just like. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to the story. Okay, so Joseph and his sweet little Molly, We're they're playing defense- chess. Play. <laughs> yes, we're calling it now. Chess. Lots of chess. Lots of naked chess. Molly. 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 Oh. Molly, and I can't find Molly. Molly, but yeah. their defense was that they had fallen in love. Love. Well, that's shitty for Mary because all my sources would say she would literally catch them in the act, discovering Ooh. them having sex in her own bed. No. How insulting. Yeah, I've actually had that happen. Somebody before. else's bed. Yeah, my fucking God. somebody else's bed. Fucking your own bed. I mean, what? His, his, their own. It's her bed. bed the I mean, it was bed. also like his bed. Wait, so he's fucking in his Go own fuck bed. on the floor. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you have like seven sitting rooms for? Go fuck on the couches or something. Picture this. We were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom floor. Exactly. There you How go. Should I forget? Exactly. 
Go Except she lived somewhere. in the house. She didn't need an extra key. <laughs> She's just down the hall. They locked the doors. She's... Go down the I hall. Don't know. Go down the hall. What are they going to do it in the servant's bed? It's his house. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. If he okay. wants to do that. Yeah, if he wants to do the deed with somebody not his wife, maybe he should do it in her bed. Oh, God. Don't okay. your bed juju in here. Your bed juju? Did you juju? Yeah, I said bed juju. Oh, I thought you oh, said bed juju. Doo doo. Juju. Don't put your bed doo doo in here. <laughs> bad. No bed doo doo. No bad doo doo. No bad doo doo. No, not doo-doo. that's a that's way different. I thought you said poop doo doo oh. like doo doo like. No. So understandably, Mary was furious and demanded that he choose end the affair and be with his family or stay at home that he had built with his young maid. In the end, can you guys guess what he chose? The maid. He picked the maid. Nathan? Oh, come on, the maid. (laughs) He chose his wife and children. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, I forgot. This is in the 1800s. I can't believe you guys. You can't actually leave your wife. For the young, hot Irish girl. Yeah, you can't. You gotta be practical. I guess gossip was all the rage back then. And what would the neighbors think? Empathy. Empathy, empathy. Put yourself in the place of me. Exactly. I learned oh, that from Adventure cute. Time. Thank you, Adventure Time. I love okay. Adventure Time. I Me too. Adventure Time too. So, I knew so about pissed they ended before it. Adventure Time. I knew about, yeah. <laughs> I knew about I didn't. <laughs> I'm still I learning. I knew about it before. <laughs> so thus ending the star-crust love affair. However, they would soon find out that Mary's discovery came a little too late, as young Molly was already pregnant with oh, their no. love child. Don't, don't Sounds like my life. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> So guess what she did? Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? That was I said, it sounds like my life. Sorry, Dad. And then he's like, oh, shit. My I overcommitted. Okay. I oh, <laughs> Heartbroken and in despair. Wait, real quick. What? Because the story's shorter. Can you guys guess what Molly does next? Molly. The maid. Oh, wow. I don't she know. She blackmails the dude for money. She. Okay. Well, we're on a murder mystery podcast. <laughs> so I'm assuming she murders the whole family. Oh my I like God. Nathan's best. Okay, Gav, what do you think? I think she just murders the wife to get rid of her. I think she just murders the guy because she's pissed at him. Okay. I think cool. whole family. Oh my God, wife, I love this. Children, all of them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the kids. All of them. Sleep. <laughs> Those damn kids. It was a Minnesota Amity Horrorville. And she did it with a paper. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Actually, death by a thousand pokes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it took mm. a really long time. It took a really long time. <laughs> Actually, oh. I think before the big reveal in any murder mystery going forward, yeah. I'm going to ask you guys what you think's going to happen. Yes, ideal. Because I think that's more fun. It's fun. So Molly tied a rope to the third floor chandelier, looping the other end around her neck, and she ended her own life. What? Um, what a wimpy gosh, way out. I know. I don't really understand that, but okay. The to the chandelier? She said, I mean, that's... that shit. I mean, she... Ah, Dramatic. Gonna swing... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> 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 What's the... I came in like a wrecking ball. No, I'm thinking Sia. <laughs> chandelier. Gonna swing from the chandelier. This is not funny. Somebody died. Let's try to be a little more respectful. To be fair, I could find no record of this girl. I could find no last name, and I could find no real death happening. So, 
Sia, bring it on. <laughs> That is so great. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So if she was, is real, it is really sad. It wasn't about the disrespect. It was about the fact that it was a chandelier and that song is a, what popped into my head. I know. And I have zero filter sometimes. <laughs> so then I just say. You don't have to explain We're just yourself. That's why this is a true crime comedy podcast. Yeah, I know. But I just, I just because want to be evil and crazy. <laughs> hilarious. And Sia writes great songs. So she ended her maybe own life. Maybe she wrote it about her. Oh. <laughs> And the Sorry. babies, unable to live with Joseph's choice. Radio station cities, 97.1, which I don't listen to the fucking radio, so I don't know how good of a radio station that is. 97.1? Do we have a 97.1? Yes, we do. Oh, I was like, this is a Minnesota radio station, but yeah, I don't know. It's still a Minnesota radio station. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're still up yeah. in... Okay. <laughs> was actually the only source that said she hung herself from a small landing off the staircase in the home. Everywhere else says, from the chandelier... The chandelier. Well, she had to jump from somewhere. <laughs> Either just by coincidence or truly trying to mend their marriage, the couple posted their gorgeous and expansive home for sale and left to live in Europe for a few years. Good idea. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. run away from our problems. <laughs> Avoidance. According to a 2019 Forgotten Minnesota article, newspaper reports suggest the trip was taken so Joseph could actually get help for depression, which was an illness that he had struggled with for most of his life. However, some state that the public excuse the family gave was that he was worried about his business and needed to get away to clear his head. But, and Mike can speak toward this. If your business is not doing good, wouldn't you want to stay around and like oversee things and like have a hand and like right. picking itself back up? Trying but then fix it. But, yeah. But at the same time, on the flip side, he had a lot of success at the beginning. So maybe he's like, so fuck he's all. just like, like, well, if he has some of the money and can, like you guys said, run away from his problems for a little bit, it's like, meh. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And but no, I'm I'm thinking more like he probably got depressed because he like Molly. did so well at oh. the very beginning in his business, and then if it started like not going so hot, he was oh. probably just like I don't I don't know like I did really well at the beginning and I don't know what's going on, so I'm just gonna like run. Molly did the chandelier thing and now everything's going to shit. <laughs> but my sources said that the business was doing just fine, so I oh. thought that was kind He's of well. Never mind then. Sad yeah. because he lost the girlfriend of the baby now. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did he know that she was Prager's? Yep. That's a good question. Okay. Yep, she did. Yep. He did? He they all did. Because she kind of like, well, and I don't know if it was all in one fell swoop. No pun intended. Another thing I was thinking about earlier yeah. is if, if I was the wife of this guy, mm -hmm. faking the death of the girlfriend and giving her money to disappear would be a super smart move. Oh, right? my God. <gasps> Wait, because yeah, you hey, said there's hey, no like official death, no right? re official record of this girl, and then fake the death. Right? I tried really hard to find. Oh my god, I love that. Oh my god, Nathan needs to guest star on the pod more often. Yay, <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay! Genius. So many speculated that it was the untimely demise of his one true love, Molly. Either way, in 1886, Joseph sold all of their fine, finely crafted belongings at auction, and their once gorgeous family mansion was officially sold to a Civil War veteran, General John Henry Hammond, while his family started construction on a new home. After three years overseas in Europe, the family would return to St. Paul, Minneapolis area, where they would start construction on a new, less fabulous home. This home would be located at 302 Summit Avenue. It, my article says... Is that a nice area? Yeah. Oh. Old, old and nice. Oh, okay. Now both of the homes are like historically preserved. So For like, sure. I mean, they're not on tour. All the homes on Summit are like, like oh, very old okay. and beautiful. Untouchable. But I, at first I thought it was weird. I was like, do people live in these houses? Why do they list the full address? But they're historical now, so it doesn't matter. And then one of them's a restaurant. So 
you can go to it if you want. And was even actually within viewing distance of their old mansion. I'm only assuming this home wasn't as gorgeous because there were few to little descriptions on the new second family home, but it would later be in time divided into many different apartments, at one point even housing 19 separate apartments, but now it's divided into three condos. And sorry, that was when I first did the research for this, but now I think it's just historically protected by St. Paul, Minneapolis city. I mean, people can still live in places that are historically protected. Oh, yeah, I know. I went to go look at my house that's historically protected, but he was like, you can't update the electrical, you can't update the plumbing, you can't knock down this wall to make more space, you literally can't do anything to it other than restore it and maybe live in it. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> the legend of Joseph and Molly's forbidden love, of course, still echoes to this day, and many people speculate that her suicide is the true reason behind what led up to one fateful day in the summer of 1892. As witnessed by his only granddaughter, Edith Steele Johnson Kittredge, she claimed that she saw her grandfather climb into a streetcar on Selby Avenue that was traveling west, where he would never be seen alive again. Oh, wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank you. His body was found on the grounds of his previous home. He had shot himself in the head at the age of 58. Reports of the high-profile pro suicide stated that, quote, no reason is known, end quote, for his self-inflicted death. So he was seen again. He was. He's just dead. Not in yeah. Never, never seen alive. Well, yeah, I there said never go. seen alive again. Oh, I thought you said never seen again. So you see dead. No. Yep. Yeah. They found would the never, body. Would never be seen alive again. Mm. When Mr. Forepaw was initially reported missing, the police questioned the family, and the young child's recollection of where her grandpa was headed led them to the body. No note or writing was ever found on a cause of the decision, but Joseph was a man who always worried about being in poverty and likely took his life to escape the financial crash of 1893. Many people lost everything in the crash, but the Forepaw family fared pretty well from Joseph's estate and his business, collecting on the real estate he owned for several decades before his death. That's the Civil War veteran um, John Henry Hammond, who purchased the Ir Irvine? Irvine? Irvine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, Irvine Park? Yes. Yeah, you just, she just stopped and we're like, what's wrong? Mansion. <laughs> I thought I was pronouncing it wrong. From the four paws in 1886. He lived in the home until his death in 1890. Oh, I just now realized rereading this, he only lived for four years in the house. <laughs> okay. The mansion stayed in the Hammond family for many years after his death. It was eventually divided into several units and used as a boarding house and low-income apartments until the 1970s, where it was opened briefly as a French restaurant. But by 1972, it was in such a state of disrepair that it was considered for demolition. Thankfully, a private company purchased it in 1976, and in 1983, the current owners bought the mansion and began the long process of renovating and restoring the mansion to its former glory. Former gory. Yeah, former gory. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> former gory. <laughs> that was so perfectly tired of fucking dying. The mansion needed to earn its keep, so it became a French restaurant named the Four Paws Restaurant as a nod to the original owners, much to the benefit of the people of St. Paul who got to enjoy the ambience of the rooms while eating great food. In 2007... Bruce Tahir, and I'm probably butchering your last name, really sorry, purchased the restaurant and invested $2 million into it to renovate and reinvent the mansion into the fancy schmancy restaurant kind of white table cloth establishment that it had previous, like most recently been known as. Throughout its running as a restaurant, there have been numerous sightings of what people feel are both Molly and Joseph's ghosts in the building. 
Molly's ghost is considered to be a prankster, and the third floor where she committed suicide was said to be often very active. And that's also where their dining room was. Where the chandelier was? Yeah. <laughs> there was a dining room on the third floor? Yeah, isn't that kind of weird? Of the restaurant. That's where they had it. Isn't that weird? I don't know. It is weird. But I, I tried to like look on pictures online to like see what the interior is. I'm going to look at this tomorrow. It's really gorgeous I mean, from the outside. It's so beautiful. It's kind of cool that the restaurant did it. I was just asking if the original intention of the third floor was oh. a dining oh, room. Oh, it was originally a ballroom. Okay. All right. Ballrooms in your homes. On the third floor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also thought that was weird on uh-huh. the third floor. Why would you? I don't know. I mean. The third floor? Well, so that there you could look out across the the grounds and see all your the crap. Grounds. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> that grounds. was the architectural intent of the place. <sighs> look at all that. Crap. Told you I was listening. Look at all that ground. <laughs> yeah. Look right at all now, that ground. Look at all that snow. Yeah. Look at all these chickens. <laughs> it's really pretty. Gorgeous. It is gorgeous. 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 I really wanted to go, but never mind. I'll, I'll get to it. I just feel like I've heard the story before. It's a tale as old as time. No, it's not. It's from the 1800s. <laughs> it's a tale Time's as old a lot. as yeah. 150 years. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Molly's ghost is considered to be a prankster. And on the third floor where she committed suicide, and yes, where the chandelier is, <laughs> was said Sorry. to be often very active. One night, an employee who went to close the restaurant noticed as he drew near his car that a light was still on upstairs. Annoyed, he went to go check but found that the third floor dining room was dark still. He looked up once more as he headed out to his car, only to see a brighter light on upstairs. This time, as he entered the dining room, he saw a candle lit on the table. Frustrated, he announced out loud, Molly, I am tired and want to go home. No more games. He blew out the candle and left. This time, the room stayed dark. Staff would say Molly usually obeys when she was ever asked to behave. Another instance was during a costume party. Several employees saw Molly's ghost and appear as an unknown woman, appeared to the party in authentic period clothing and glided past as a server. She was then seen walking down a hall where a party guest followed her and Molly vanished into thin air at the end of the hall. Another incident included employees opening up the restaurant when they heard distinct romping on the third floor, which, oh, here we go. That was the traditional living quarters of the servants. The upstairs, the third floor. I thought that's where the ballroom was. Sorry. I had read like a whole bunch of different. Yeah, that's where the dining room is. But, but the dining room is where empty. the ballroom was. Yes. So they had the ballroom and the servants up there? Yes. Got it. Which I still think it's a weird. That makes sense. Yeah. You put the ballroom. I th- I yeah, ballroom in the middle, servants space. around it because that's where they need to be the most. Oh, that part makes sense. That layout. Yeah. But I think the ballroom up on the third floor is weird. Like, wouldn't yeah. you want to entertain on your main floor level so people mm. don't have to, like, walk past your bedroom? No, but no because like... you want to bring them through your house. And it's it's like putting your most sold items in the back of the store because people have to walk by all, uh, all the other items. He did build the house himself, so maybe he's doing that. Yep. I Wanted see. to show off all his stuff. Yeah. Look Smart. at all my crap. Look yep. at all this shit. Look at all those chickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of them. Lots of them. On the grounds. The police were called on this incident, and they brought the canine unit to Whoa. investigate. The dogs refused to first go up to the third floor, actually. Yeah, but all the they... dogs were like, why would they put a ballroom on the third floor? <laughs> Even the dogs were like, what is going on with the layout of this home? I'm not going up there. You go up there. I'm not going up there. <laughs> There's a ballroom up there. The ballroom up there. I'm so confused. <laughs> but after some coking... Whoa, Jesus Christ. Coaxing. 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 (laughs) After some persuasive coaxing, the tromping stopped and no one living was found. Emphasis on the living. Molly has also been noted to be seen talking to guests. The restaurant would 
host many wedding parties over the years and Molly would make an appearance as like another guest dressed in modern attire, loving to talk to new brides. One photo that the original restaurant had displayed had a mysterious woman with dark hair in it. She's looking with adorning eyes at something just out of the frame. But when the wedding party saw the photo, they did not recognize the dark haired beauty. It is said that that was Molly. Or it's a also- wedding crasher. <laughs> I mean, maybe. People crash weddings all the time. There's a movie about it. This is true, but I think the original owners, I couldn't find a picture of this Molly person, but maybe they knew what she looked like. I have no idea. It is also said that when Molly is seen, Joseph's ghost is not too far away. He was also spotted roaming around all over the mansion, frequenting the basement in particular. I could not really find why, but it's always a fucking basement. Maybe that's where he kept that's, his money and stuff. That's, that's where they fucked. That's where they were. His man cave. The hooking up, playing that naked chess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got good at it. <laughs> Specifically Molly. She's a great chess player. <laughs> she learned so much from him. In these rooms, cold spots are felt, lights flicker on and off, and odd rustling noises are heard despite people being alone. Staff would frequently find the basement lights on, and after a while, staff would just leave the lights on at all hours, because if they didn't, Joseph's ghost was known to make a huge mess. Joseph's ghost is described as wearing a black waistcoat, silk vest, derby hat, and pinstripe trousers, traditional to the time that he was living. He has also been spotted rushing up and down the mansion's main staircase. I'm just picturing, like, an almost 60-year-old guy, like, <laughs> like running up the stairs and then like running back down. All I'm picturing is like Mr. Monopoly. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> With the monocle. Yeah. The, the, the mustache. Yeah. The, actually, he does kind of look like that look. Did he have a cane too? Uh, Not that I found. <laughs> Let me find, we'll post a picture on the Instagram because he really does look like. Mr. Monopoly. He kind of does. Yeah. Now that you said that. Perfect. His ghost, like Molly's, has been captured in photographs, although not as many. There's only one photo that has shown him with his hand on the knee of a bride. This photo was also displayed in the restaurant, but it disappeared shortly after it was printed and displayed. Mm. Many believe Joseph himself got rid of the photo, not wanting Molly to know just how much of a wandering eye he has, even in the afterlife. Oh my God. You dog. (laughs) After almost 12, year, 12 years of running the restaurant, Bruce Tahir closed for pause in March of 2019, so pretty recently. Tahir said the closure was due to declining revenue, as well as the loss of their executive chef, who died only one month prior to the restaurant closing. Executive chef Kyle Bell died after battling the flu. He was only, I forgot to write down his age, but I think he was only like 36 or 38. He was pretty young, and he was a father of two. Wow. It's really sad. That is sad. And he worked at the restaurant for more than five years. Which makes me wonder, such a young man having passed away, like, does he haunt the house too? Right. I do have one note. What? Well, the uh, Monopoly man with a monocle is actually a a Mandela effect. He doesn't actually have a monocle. What? Yep. It's a Mandela effect. one of those things you assume. Oh, I know what a a Mandela effect is. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying what? Because I think think we went through some sort of time vortex. Because we all remember things. Yeah. Like, Fruit of the Loom had the thing. Oh my god! He oh my god! Monopoly, man. He does. He does. He really does. Although his mustache is much larger than Monopoly. Man. I know. So Maybe remember, he became the Monopoly. Remember, man. like Fruit of the Loom. And yes. It had the what are they? I cornucopia. Cornuco- it wasn't a cornucopia. Cornucopia. Yeah. And they, it was there, and then it, apparently it's not there. Yeah. Also, Abe Lincoln it's not had there. a lot of no. lot of tall hats and all the pictures I remember. And all the pictures okay. that are proven of like documented of him, he doesn't have the hat a hat on, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, on the recent pictures, if you look up Abe Lincoln, he has no hat on. 
<laughs> Nathan's like, I think a guest star on a pod, and now my mind is blown. This is I'm a lot more upset. mystery. I'm, There's a bunch of them. I'm upset. Um, also, I am upset about this. If Molly's ghost is haunting the house, then obviously my assumption about her being paid to leave is false. Right? Oh. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's sad. But she was partying it up until they closed the restaurant. Right. She got to party and dine and wine and whatever. Wine and dine. That's cool. Dine and wine. Yeah, that's sad. Had more of a social and life dine. than I do. I did literally like that theory, though. I liked that theory, too. And now it's but just... That, just was, that was a good theory. That was yeah. a good theory. Bunked. Damn. I can't believe none of us guessed that she would off herself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I once you said it, though, guesses, though, once you said it, though, it's like, oh, I've heard this story. She's really on Julia vibes. What do you have? The paperclip deaths. What'd you say? The paperclip murders. He wanted, yeah. I like the paper. It takes so long. I would. Yeah. Holy fuck. Wow. Quit screaming. Your turn's next. <laughs> God. Okay. So despite it being closed in March of 2019, nothing was done with the home until almost a year later where I saw I did some digging. It was listed as for sale as commercial space in January of 2021. Wow. Is it still for sale? Fun, right? We just open a store out of the awesome. ballroom. Yeah. Right. There we go. Mm -hmm. I'll grow the chicken boutique. Woods on I can actually. The land, yep. And then we can you create a vegan chicken place. You can use all of the rooms on. We'll each get a floor. We each get a store. I call not the basement. I get, get a floor. Each get a store. I get, a I get to put my boutique in there. There you mm -hmm. go. We can use the ballroom for hosting all the things that I want to host. You can do like a ghost store based on Molly. <laughs> yep. And her. Maybe she'll come back. Modern. Yeah, maybe there if we go. live there, yeah. we'll experience their, uh, like the listener who yeah, sits you, there you three just, days. You just gotta, you gotta invade their space, invade he said. Invade their space to where they can't avoid you. Actually, I really like that listener and I want him to send in his journals. <laughs> we had a, we had a mini Monday. There was a girl who has a guy friend and he will go to the most haunted spaces and like spend the night there for three nights. Cause he's like these paranormal investigators. He's not like a professional but Gabby and I thought he sounded pretty professional. He'll go and he'll stay there to invade the space because he's like, paranormal shows will go for one night and expect him to perform like circus animals. Right. And he's like, they're, these are dead people's energy like resonating in a space. What If you go there and you're like, give me a sign that you're here, it's probably going to piss him off and they're probably just going to do nothing. Like, right. So he likes to stay there for three days. But when Gabby was reading the email, I was like, this guy sounds professional sounds as cool. fuck. But my dad, he has a friend who does exactly that, the, the ghost stuff. Oh, my God. And he fakes everything that he does. Oh, I don't. That's not how I expected it to end. Oh, no. I didn't like that. <laughs> Wait, are you guys also, saying, are you guys saying that people lie about these stories to make <laughs> money? <laughs> what? This is one of those guys that does like the, the, fishing, does he make the fishing wire on the video? chair. And like <gasps> the chair. Yeah, he does videos now, actually. I think he has. I think he actually has a show. No. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, essentially, I was gonna say that because it was a restaurant, and they're playing on the fact that there was a ghost, and that's where people have seen these things happen, and there's stories of this. It, they're trying to make money. Right. Yeah. They're trying to attract people to their restaurant, to their most haunted house mm -hmm. in Minnesota or whatever place. And so, of course, there's going to be sightings and stuff when there's people there or at weddings like that. That could be a great reason. Like, oh, we want to have our wedding in this haunted place. Right. I would, they can charge sure. more. 
you know? Or maybe they pay hundred dollars a ghost, something like that. Or maybe they pay some. Well, they can participate. Blonde Irish girl to walk around the room smiling. They said dark hair. Yep. But yes. But yes. That's what, what I was thinking he, too. What if he built it and had secret quarters, and when she went down that hall and the guest followed her, she like went in the secret door in the wall. Yeah, that's possible too. And then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Anyway, vanished. Yeah, there's vanished. all kinds of places around Minneapolis with secret rooms and stuff. So, prohibition, baby. What? Yep, prohibition. Oh, <laughs> I said prohibition, baby. Yep. Oh god. Okay, so despite it being put on the market in January of last year. It was taken back off the market only to be replaced on the market in July of 2021, where it still is for sale for commercial space. So if anybody wants to buy faux pas restaurant, <laughs> I'm not signed in to like be a person who can buy purchase commercial space. So I can't see how much it's listing for. It wouldn't let me. Oh. <sighs> but what a St. Paul legend. I also <laughs> tried to look into current day descendants or maybe reach out and give me some insight into the story. Like if this is all just bullshit or if there's some truth to it, but out of Joseph and Mary's five children, only their oldest child, little Mary had any children. And it was that one single daughter, that granddaughter who witnessed her grandfather leave leave to go kill himself. But that daughter was named Edith after her mother's sister. So her aunt. And from what I can tell that granddaughter, Edith, she never married or had any children. Wow. And that is my choice of this week of the tragic love story between boss and employee. The formation of a beautiful restaurant and the ghosts that still linger within the walls. So, do you guys believe? I thought she was in the ballroom. <laughs> she lingers in the walls. Lingers in the walls. Else. Ballrooms have walls. Why would she be in the walls? She got hung from this. The, <laughs> <laughs> she got hung from the ceiling lamp. All right. You know what would have been better tales if the if the staff made this up as if, if they went up to the third room and that chandelier was always fucking swinging around. <laughs> They have the little fish line. <laughs> no, <laughs> pulling it. Oh my god! Damn it! All right, Mike. You, it sounds like you think it's a hoax. Yeah, I mean, of, there was a lot of scandals back in the day of servants and and their bosses sleeping together because they were around each other all the time or because it was, you know, rich guys and the, these younger girls that are just always around the houses. And I'm around um, you guys all the time and I don't Matthew, sleep with either of you. Yeah, but I'm not a rich Matthew guy and you're not. What? <laughs> are, you, what are, they, are you talking about Matthew McConaughey? Why no. keep getting older, the girls keep staying the same. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Is that something he said? Yeah. In a show. In a show. Oh, I yeah. was like, I feel like it's the opposite. Guys like get hotter as they get older and we get like need Botox. Just well, because you guys are looking for different some things. Guys that just like gain tons of weight, lose all their hair, and just look horrible as they get older. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're Matthew McConaughey, he's been working out, he's been doing all these things. But I mean, girls are really attracted he's been to status. Gain a lot of weight, lose a lot of weight, gain a lot of weight, lose a lot of weight. Oh so wow, so true. Anyway, sorry, I was just saying. Well, yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny it's funny haha so yeah um there being a lot of scandals in the time as well as people always having money center around these scandals either in boosting their popularity or you know someone else coming in and attacking this family for different reasons and planting this story or you know sometimes history is not always 100 percent accurate and because there are no other records of this this woman being there or moving in, it is definitely possible that she was just you know an, an immigrant that came in and worked there, and no one cared about her because she was lower class. And then this scandal happened, and 
they tried to cover it up, but then everyone's like, well, I, you know, it happened, but he was in the news. There you go. It was a yeah. child. Hey, That's what they said. I really wanted to. But like you said, there's no pictures then, and there's no necessarily, like. uh, there's not necessarily proof of this. And so reporting it to the news is the way to get that story out there to get it proven, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it, it couldn't actually be, you know, could be false. There was, you know, any kind of a scandal at all. Otherwise, even if there was a scandal, it could have happened. She could have killed herself from there. But then because there is that story that was published, then anyone else that would use that house or own that house further on, especially businesses who are, are trying to make money, like, how are we going to attract people to our property? Oh, it's haunted. Oh, you don't say. Hey, it just it's it's an attraction. It's very Minnesota. It has it, yeah. Has a lot of attraction value and getting someone to dress up as or getting some smoke and mirrors and all kinds of stuff is definitely something that is easily able to do. Yeah. People like it, but what do you think, Nathan? No. There you go. It is cute. I got someone on my team this week. (laughs) Yes. Think about it this way, Sophie. The the that one mansion in Duluth that we went to? Yeah, Glenchy Mansion. And we'd all heard that it was haunted. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even told a story about how it was supposedly haunted from yep. somebody who worked there. Yep. Talked to Daniel about it recently, and he was like, yeah, dude, she she lied. It was not, it's oh. not haunted. While we were there, the employees said it's not haunted. So yeah, that's, yeah. we got a lot of feedback saying it's actually not haunted, and it's just a fun <laughs> thing to say that it's haunted. So, right. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's fun to go to, quote, unquote, haunted places. Exactly. I've always wanted to go to haunted places growing up, and, and as an adult, like I mean, it'd be fun. I'd love to go to haunted places, but I don't. I don't believe that they would be haunted. Right. I don't believe that I would encounter any, even if I was to spend three nights, like yada yada does in the house. <laughs> yada 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 yada. <laughs> yeah. Gabby, what do you think? I think it's real. I did. I think it's real. Yes, people like. You well, know, because what else would they base the song on? Well, it could have been based <laughs> off of what? Is, what? The chandelier. Oh, duh. <laughs> Nathan is <laughs> right over my head. Okay. No, I think it's real because I think, you know, there might have been some hauntings like initially after it happened with people like obviously still in the house and whatever. And then, you know, stories get swirled around and then they just kind of kept it going. So it might not have been like haunting this whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe their spirits eventually passed, but just like, the initial stories of like, you know, whatever, them hanging around the house, you know, scared enough people and made it like a famous story. And then they just like kept it rolling and like rolled it into the restaurant. And they're like, oh, and by the way, here's this man who's in the picture and like all these things, like <laughs> they're just making that stuff up. But yeah, I think maybe there was some initial like energy because energy like I think stays behind sometimes. I think it's true. If if they don't feel like they're ready to move on, so, but that doesn't mean you know that that they've always stay here like forever, mm-hmm. you know. So it's probably not haunted anymore. Mm. But now it hasn't been occupied. I think that a really cute restaurant in a mansion is a fun and cute idea, but a really cute restaurant in a haunted mansion is a much better, funner, cuter idea. Yeah, but I believe. Yay! <laughs> Boys versus girls. <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> yes. That's very funny. Yeah. And this week, we're split two and two. Mike, does it feel more even now? You have someone on your yes. side? Yes. He's like, finally. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was our 
mystery for this week and our first guest star Yay. nathan front of the pod Nathan Friend of the Pod. I love yeah. that. <laughs> he is a friend of ours, but that's his real last name, in case you guys want to look him up. Friend of the Pod. Friend of the Pod. Of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> you can find him. It's squished together like like four pod. Like four pod. Yeah. Four <laughs> exactly. It's like four pod. You can find me on Facebook, Nathan Friend of the Pod. We <laughs> <laughs> also have a website, NathanFriendofthePod.com. No spaces, no hyphens. Like yep. four paw. Or capitals. Friend of the Pod. Yeah. <laughs> All lowercase. All lowercase. <laughs> My license is, when they're really looking at it, they're like, that's a long last name. It's like McLovin, <laughs> yeah. but there you Nathan, go. Nathan Front of the Pod. <laughs> <laughs> no middle name? Nope. Just Nathan Front of the Pod. Just Nathan Front of the Pod. So Amazing. when you get pulled over and they're like, that's a long last name, you're like, yeah, it's a family name. It's traditional. <laughs> try, try writing it out on checks. Mm. Man, kindergarten <laughs> was hard for Nathan. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh all right we'll tune in for mini monday next week until then stay spooky don't be shitty bye bye gabby where can they find our podcast you can find sophie's choice podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast or wherever you like to listen make sure to follow and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode email your spooky stories to sophie's choice murderies at gmail.com and make sure to like and follow at Sophie's Choice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All our links are in the show notes. We'll chat with you murderies next week. Stay spooky.